Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Sis Internet Radio. Sisters in Spirit, affectionately called Sis, is a nurturing environment for women that inspires harmony in everyday living, shares resources that empower, offers information and support that nourishes the soul, balances our mental and physical well-being, and promotes inner peace and heightened spirituality. Our vision is a world where women live consciously, harmoniously, and spiritually to positively impact our lives and the lives of those with whom we come into contact. Join us as we live life with style, grace, and of course, much joy. Hi, I'm Raisa, and I'm here tonight with my co-host, Sky. Sky, how are you? Good evening, Raisa. I am truly blessed this evening. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you very much. And as we launch into the energy of the spring season of renewal, we want to take advantage and open up to all of the energy channels that are available for re-energizing, and one of those channels is feng shui. Today's guest is Diana Ladai. She is the owner of Bonte Designs and 3E Products, an integrative lifestyle design company which fuses Eastern and Western design lifestyle philosophies. She's internationally recognized as a speaker on healthy home design, color therapy, theory, psychology of clutter for adults and children, and a host of business topics for the individual, small businesses, and entrepreneurs. She's here today with us to talk about feng shui for women and healing energy and how to incorporate that into your life. She's also a well-known author. She wrote Designing the Life of Your Dreams from the Outside In and Feng Shui for Teens. Diana, welcome to the show. Thank you. It sounds so impressive when you read it like that. <laughs> well, we were definitely impressed with your background. You know, we we're always looking for wonderful women, as we call it, sensational women to invite to our show. I love it. Thanks for letting me be part. <laughs> so we want to start the show tonight with the definition of feng shui. A lot of people are aware of it, um, maybe not necessarily aware of its definition. So I'll kick off with one from Wikipedia, and then, um, Diana, I'll um, go to you to hear what you understand feng shui to be and get your definition. Okay. So according to Wiki, feng shui is an ancient Chinese system believed to use the laws of heaven, astronomy, and earth, geography, to help improve one's life by receiving positive energy or qi. It literally translates as wind water into English. And this is a cultural shorthand that um, comes from the, the passage in the Book of Burial that states, she rides the water and scatters and is retained when encountering water. So, Diana, can you enhance upon that or um, develop that further and give us your definition of feng shui? Sure. Um, well, first, I have friends who call it funky shoes because they can <laughs> never pronounce feng shui. So, um, feng shui started over 5,000 years ago picking out auspicious grave sites. So it was thought the better your grave site, the better the abundance for your descendants. And there's actually three schools of thought in feng shui. And the first one, which relates to the uh, wiki definition would be the form school of feng shui, and that's the oldest. And that's it, the easiest way to explain it is imagine you're sitting in an armchair, and your back, you know, has good support. It's always high. So in your home, office building, you always want something higher behind you, whether it's tall trees, a mountain, like 5,000 years ago when they were building villages, so marauding gangs couldn't, you know, attack from behind. Mm-hmm. And then on the side, you want nothing higher than your roof line. So if your neighbor's house is taller than yours, that's oppressing energy or oppressing chi. 
Okay, so you don't want anything taller than your roof line to the sides. And then in front of you, pretend it's like a footrest or an ottoman. You never want anything higher than three feet in front of your house. And that's so you can survey everything that is coming to you. So that's the five-second definition of that. <laughs> then I mean, I've got like immediate questions just off of that definition. Sure. Example, yep. okay, I mean, how far away from the side of your house should that um, object be that's not taller than your house or the foot rests in front of your house? What's the distance in front of that? You know, you know I, try and, I try and go with, like, if you're in a city, you know, if you can have at least 15 feet to either side and then, again, nothing in the front. And from a safety perspective, you don't want high, overgrown bushes, trees, that type of thing in front of your windows and doors because it's the mm-hmm. perfect place for burglars to hide. So you want to keep it right. neat and trimmed. Right. <laughs> the second school of thought is the one that most people think of when they think of feng shui, and that's the compass school. And that's, you know, you kind of envision the ancient, wise Chinese man with his little compass, which is called a low pan. And what you do is there's calculations. You take your birth date and the birth date of all the occupants in the house, and then the birth date of the house. And it can be either the construction date or the date that you move in. There's kind of little kind of warring philosophies on that, but then you take these calculations, and based on that, each person gets an auspicious and inauspicious direction. So you get four good, four bad. And then based on these directions is how you place your bed, your desk, where you stand when you're giving promotion or presentations, so you get the good energy coming to you. This can be really complicated. They have, it's almost like a farmer's almanac where literally you can be moving things in your home on a daily basis, and it gets kind of crazy <laughs> with oh, that it one. It literally changes over oh, yeah. time due to, what, the astrological alignment? Yep, and how the earth moves because the earth is constantly moving. And when you think about it, the earth, it takes 28,000 years for the earth to make a full wobble on its axis as it rotates around the sun. You know, so you're constantly getting different energies that you have to make changes and alterations to to keep getting the, the best and most auspicious energy or chi coming to you. Okay, so to those of you who are either on the phone line or on the Internet, you're listening to CIS Internet Radio. Our topic for today is Re-Energized with Feng Shui. And our guest is Diana Radai of Vante Design. So, Diana, uh, we talked about uh, the origin of Feng Shui. Um, before we go into more detail, I'm sure the primary question in people's mind is, well, you know, how does it help me? How does it clear energy? Oh, this, well, if I can just quick, before I quick answer that, there's the third school, which is the school that I practice from, which is called the Black Hat Sect School, and that's what uses what's called a Bagua board, which means eight-sided figure. So if you can imagine an octagon or even a tic-tac-toe board, if that's easier, that's divided into nine life areas, and each life area corresponds with a color, a shape, and then you work on that quadrant. So say you wanted to work on wealth and abundance or on relationships. As you lay out the bagua over your floor plan, then you know where this area is located, and then we can tweak or add or delete to help add intention and energize this life area. And so when people ask me, oh, come on, this is just crazy talk, what are you doing? (laughs) Mm -hmm. The, The one thing that I tell people is, one, you're dealing with kind of nature and, and kind of a, a life science because it, it is a science where energy is moving, okay? And when you are focusing specifically on an intention of what you want to bring into your life, 
if your listener, if you and your listeners are familiar with the law of attraction, that mm-hmm. which you give attention to, your intention it, it will then come to you. And where your mind goes, your energy flows. Where energy flows. And so it's it's just being more proactive and being more of a deliberate creator in your life instead of just letting life happening to you and then reacting. You know, we've been talking about chi. So I'm going to give one definition of chi, and then you can provide yours as well. So chi is sometimes described as a cosmic breath, or as a vital prince, the vital principle. It is the essence of the principles of heaven and earth, of time and space, and therefore of all relative phenomena. It is the force of change and transformation. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> they do uh, different chi and pranic breathing when you do yoga and certain meditations that you do. So it is you want good chi and you want it flowing throughout your space. And that's what feng shui kind of helps you do with, with, with how you're setting up your space. Surrounding yourself with things that have meaning, a positive meaning, not either something from an ex or from your mother-in-law that you may not get along with very well, or just something you bought because you want to fill up a blank wall. It has no meaning. It adds nothing, you know, to the space. So that's what we're trying to um, achieve with using feng shui. Okay. I think that's a very uh, interesting concept because generally we tend to go shopping and we tend to design our environments by things that we like. We might pick a color, we might pick a a shape, but we don't really look at the meaning and what what it's, you know, actually going to bring to us. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't look at the function of the object. We don't look at the energy behind it. Yeah, the, we're, we're always, well, in this society, we tend to look at the effect and, rather than the cause. Right. So yeah. feng shui, that encourages us to be more contemplative when we're bringing items into our um, environment. Yes. And everything has a meaning. Now, say you like, and this is kind of where, where I, as a designer, bring in kind of my Western schooling as well, too. You know, you know what I, I do have one of my degrees is in interior design and an avid colorist with color theory and color therapy with the mental and physical effects that color does have on you. So when we're working on, say, a bedroom, someone wants to bring more romance into their life, and they're in the relationship that then you use the color red in feng shui but from a health standpoint you don't do a bedroom in red because the color red actually raises your body temperature and your heart rate so you can't sleep at night so it's how we bring in either the color red or the shape of a square which Mm. also goes Along with the relationship area. So I could design, you know, a good bedroom that promotes sleep, but then, okay, now I can bring in squares. And now what represents romance? And this is what I really love about feng shui when we're talking about accessorizing and what things mean. And, you know, when, we, when I walk into some people's bedrooms and it's, you know, dirty laundry is piled up, your exercise equipment, um, one woman that I worked with, just beautiful, very successful, very well-known in Milwaukee, single, early 40s. And when I walked into her bedroom, the bedroom was set up properly. The colors were fine, but all of the artwork was of a single woman in mm-hmm. profile looking down. And I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh We want romance in here. You know, <laughs> couples in there, huh? Yes, and things in twos, because remember, we want things in pairs. Mm-hmm. So you would pair things together. So everything has a purpose and everything has meaning. And it's so much fun. I love doing this. Hmm. Very interesting. Um, a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs, and, and I saw on your website you have feng shui for yep. abundance, feng shui for business, entrepreneurs. Yep. 
feng shui for every kind of aspect of life that you could think of. And um, one of the areas that we deal with that sits is, is we call lifestyling. And so mm-hmm. we just talk about all of those aspects of life. And today we really just wanted to refocus or get focused on uh, feng shui for providing energy and re-energizing, especially for women. So okay. uh, what tips would you have in that arena? Oh, number one, first and foremost, and anyone you know who's worked with me in the past or has read my columns or has heard me talk, ad nauseum, clutter. You've got to get rid of the clutter. And I don't care if you're working on romance, on wealth, on health and well-being. If you're just doing the tweaking, you, you need to get rid of the clutter. And there's three questions that you need to ask yourself. And you have to do this with every single item in your home. Uh-oh. Do you love it? Oh, yeah, and I'll tell you, I literally have gotten, like, hate email after some of my clutter workshops (laughs) because some of the people, they got so motivated and they were so, you know, "Ah," after the workshop, you know, I can't believe this, it's 2 o'clock in the morning and I'm going through this, but okay, you were right. (laughs) Okay, listeners, tune in. Don't turn off now. This is some good stuff. We might not want to hear it, but let's go. <laughs> it, it is painful, and the, and literally the clutter workshops end up becoming couples counseling. I love when couples come in um, because one is always a clutteraholic, the other one isn't, or you have two clutteraholics, and then that. Well, I've got a story on that if if you want to hear it later. Um, but the the first question is, do you love it? Do you have a positive attachment towards it? You know, it brings back a positive memory. You remember exactly where you got it, who gave it to you, okay? Number two, do you use it, okay? You may love your grandmother's china, but it's been packed away in an attic, you know, for 20 years, okay? Then, no, either display it or gift it to somebody else. And then do you need it, okay? So those are the three questions. And if you can't answer positive to this, you're just hanging on to it out of guilt. It was expensive. I got it on sale, blah, 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 blah. I've heard them all. (laughs) So you have to to answer yes to all three, or can I just answer yes to one or two? I would say for two. You know, like I said, you may love your grandmother's china, but if it's not displayed, if you don't use it. Um, I had one person who saved newspapers, you know, from historical dates, like at 9-11. You know, she had the newspapers from that. And I said, well, you know, do you have them framed? Do you have them scrapbooked? I said, "How, how are you enjoying them? How are you keeping them? And she said, well, they're in a pile up in one of the corners of the attic. I said, dump it. I said, you don't care about this. You're not taking care of it. Um, you know, it's got to go. And and some of the stuff, I mean, it, it is hard hitting. And th- this is a personal story. Um, when I was going through my feng shui certification, we, the clutter was brought up. And I called my teacher, and I got a little arrogant, and I'm like, you know, I teach workshops on this. <laughs> you know, I don't have a clutter problem. And they said, no, you need, to go through the, you need to go through the process, and if you get rid of one thing, then you understand. And so I went through one of my collections, and we can talk about that next if you want, what defines a collection. Uh, but I, I've collected penguins since I was 10 years old. I mean, from my travels as gifts, you know, whatever. And I started going through my penguin collection, and I asked myself the three questions. Do I love it? Of course. They're all penguins. What's not to love about my penguins, right? But then I took it one step further. I couldn't remember where I got it or who gave them to me, you know, not all of them, but the ones that I couldn't. And I was like, you know what, I'm only hanging on to it because it's the quote, penguin. I didn't have any emotional attachment Mm -hmm. to it other than it was a penguin. And it, it did, it went into a pile that went to Goodwill, and I had tears streaming down my face like a big geek, and I thought, I've got to take it right now. <laughs> I can't do this. 
Yeah, this sounds like your angel collection. Well, yeah, um, what do you think? My angel collection is not really that large, and um, I don't know how uh, people decided that I collected angels because I never decided that I did. <laughs> I think it was because uh, people came into my house and saw this huge angel there that my parents gave me that I really loved. They had a copy of this angel in their house, and I just drooled and oozed and awed over it, and I just really loved it. And so they gifted it to me. Now, that's the only angel that, I only, that I've ever went kind of crazy over. But from there, people started giving me angels. So, um, and quite frankly, a couple of them are broken, and I still have them, you know, saying, okay, I'll glue them back together. But after this discussion, I think I might need to just go on and get rid of them. But I do have a question about one of the three questions that we need to ask ourselves. Number three, Jana, uh, you said, do I need it? Now, I sometimes, you know, consciously start uh, getting rid of clutter. Now, can I say, will I need it, or do I have to say, do I need it in the present tense, or will I need it in the future? Because that's where I run into trouble. I look at things and say, well, I'm going to need this, so, you know, I keep it. No. No, unless it's something like I travel a lot. So I have some doubles of some things because I keep it packed in a suitcase. So for me, then it's just easy. I'm just throwing clothes that are appropriate for where I'm going. Um, That's cute. Yeah. It it makes my life so much easier. (laughs) But I'm needing it and I'm using it. Do I love my travel hair dryer? Not particularly, <laughs> but I use it and I need it. So it it has to be present tense. Otherwise, you're looking at some of these things that you're hanging on to that you could have for 5, 6, 10, 20 years because you yeah. may need it someday. Mm-hmm. So you're hanging on to it. One of my favorite people, uh, Georgia O'Keefe, never brought in anything new into her space until she got rid of something old. We have to remember... I strive to do that. Yep. Nature abhors a vacuum, and it's always going to fill any kind of void. So if we're trying to bring in new opportunities, new growth, new experiences, new people, whatever, we've got to let go of some of the things from our past that's holding us back. And how this applies to feng shui is when I, when, when I go into somebody's house, I, I can tell you where you're having issues. <laughs> Just by, by the, oh, yeah. it or the way it feels. Do so you feel the energy of the house or yeah. Yeah. It's what's it's, in the house? I, I, can, I can kind of feel the energy in the space, but by looking through, okay, I know where the, you know where the wealth and abundance area is. And if by looking at this area, there's some dead plants, there's some stacked up laundry, unread magazines, whatever, you know, things might be a little stagnant in the money end. Uh, same thing in the relationship area, which when you're standing in your doorway looking in, it's the far right corner. Right. Oh, far right corner, not far right, not just to the right. Okay. Oh, it's the yeah. So imagine again if we've got our little like a tic tac toe board, it's the far right corner. That's relationship. And if you've got pictures of an ex boyfriend that you can't get rid, you know, can't get out of your head, um, or in your bedroom, because then uh, certain rooms have an affinity to different life areas. So obviously the bedroom is romance. Mm-hmm. And oh, this this is just horrifying. Um, one of my friends was moving in with her boyfriend, and she said, Deanna, Deanna, I need you. And I thought, oh, this must really be bad. <laughs> and when we went to his apartment, he had a very large photo. It was a photo of his mother who used to model. And so I thought, okay, you know, picture of his mother's model. Okay, you know, whatever. Um, hanging in the bedroom, okay, red flag. And it was a nude of his mother. What? Yes. 
And I, you know, there there are very few times in life when I've been rendered speechless, and that was one of them. <laughs> Something to open family relations. Oh, and no, they did not last. So that was that only went on about another three months. I don't know how she even lasted the three months, but <laughs> yeah. that's just me. That blocked the energy. That photo blocked the energy. Mm-hmm. I want to um, pull in the audience a little at this time. So I'll start with the blog topic, and then we'll open up the line for listeners and um, people in the chat room to comment. Sure. Um, the blog topic was Feng Shui, the ancient art of balancing energy, and the question was, can the way you arrange your environment truly benefit your mental, mental physical, and spiritual well-being? What has been your experience? Blog about it. And so one listener said, I believe it can. After all, everything is energy-based. So arranging one's environment so that optimal energy is flowing through or holding an event such as a wedding on a day that constellationally has high energy makes perfect sense to me. Yay. (laughs) Comment? (laughs) You want to comment on that? Well, you know what? I, I can give you, for someone who, you know, because I encounter people, oh, you know, this is Eastern kind of mumbo jumbo. From a Western perspective, what we're kind of talking about is the psychology of the space and how we space planets. And in design school, you know, what we're taught is how to space plan for, you know, proper traffic flow. My, my background, when I first got into design, I was designing retail spaces. So it's maximizing your space. How do you direct, you know, customers, you know, to go to certain areas of the store. So it's all about traffic flow. And in feng shui, you want a meandering traffic flow, which means no straight lines. So when you're walking, you know, if you're standing at your front doorway and what do you see? Is it directly in line with the back door? You know, going out to a patio, does it look directly into a bathroom? Um, subconsciously, all of this affects you. And so you want to set up a meandering flow that if you would take, if you would draw out your floor plan, that you could take a pencil Start at your front door and go in and out of each room without lifting your pencil off the paper. Mm-hmm. Is what you want okay. to do. Okay. Um, and then, and we can talk the, about later some things you could do to counteract that in case that's not the way that your home or your apartment is set up. Oh, it, there's a couple real easy things. Number one, you can get a screen, you know, one of those trifold screens, mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of set something up. Um, I'm a big fan of using fabric, so if there's some way you can drape, um, make some kind of curtain, you know, over one of the, you know, entryways or, you know, hallways, the transition spaces. What okay. you can also do, like if you're in some kind of loft, something like that, or a studio apartment, the feng shui aspirin is crystals, okay? (laughs) Or really cool light fixtures. I'm very big into lighting and using, um, you know, layered lighting in your space to help draw your eye to certain areas. But you need to be careful when you use crystals or mirrors. I hear this all the time. Well, I put a mirror there. Okay, but what is the mirror reflecting? Did you get rid of the clutter? Because you don't do any kind of feng shui cure until you've gotten rid of your clutter and dealt with that because otherwise all you're doing is activating all your old garbage. Okay? That <laughs> and you want that gone. Pretty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's going up in the mirror reflection and that's what you're getting back. Exactly. Exactly. We've got a question from China. She said, how can you tell if the energy in your house is stagnant and are there inexpensive ways to improve it? Um, To the second question, yes, inexpensive. Ideal in inexpensive. You can ask my clients. I'm telling them to get rid of more stuff than I ever asked them to purchase. So, yes, 
<laughs> right there. I want to make this easy for everybody. And how do you tell if it's stagnant? When you walk into the space, how do you feel? And you know how you feel. Are there rooms that you avoid? Um, is there just dead energy in some spaces? Um, when I was in retail, I would, before we opened up the store every day, I made sure we, you know, myself or an employee, whoever, would walk the entire store to help get energy moving in mm. those spaces. Um, some tips or some, you know, cues or red flags that you might have stagnant energy. Do you have plastic or dried plants? This is one of my just, oh, please get rid of them. <laughs> uh, plants yeah. You know, the dried wreaths, um, this was something I had to battle my mother against because they're expensive, and they are expensive. But again, when we're coming from the feng shui perspective, it's all about energy and what are dried herbs and flowers. They're dead, right? Mm -hmm. There's no energy. There's no life force. From a health standpoint, they're also dust collectors, and they're really hard to maintain. <laughs> so if someone is, you know, with allergies, any kind of upper respiratory issues, you can't have that stuff in the house. So, and then sure, if it's this a... This go ahead. Video, um, Cole, if you would like to call in, if you have a question, please call in to 347-838-9886. And if you're already... In the um, chat room, just um, let us know you have a question. If you're on the line, raise your hand by pressing the number one, and we'll open up the line to your question. Yay. Dan, can you elaborate? China kind of asked the question that, um, that I had in mind. Uh, what are, just generally, I know when you are looking at a space, you know, they're all individual, and their remedies would be more or less individualized. But are there like generalizations that um, we can, general things that we can do to improve the feng shui? I know you mentioned uh, looking at lighting. Uh, mm -hmm. The initial step was to get rid of clutter. Are there yep. other general? Oh, the getting rid of dead and dried plants. Are there yep. other things that we can look at when we look at our space or when we're trying to evaluate our space to um, yeah. improve the feng shui? When we're when you're looking at your home, um, are are you and your listeners familiar with with the Boggle Board? Should I quick go over what the nine life areas are? Sure, let's and go then, over them. We never you know, assume that people uh, everybody knows. Okay, if what you want to do is just draw a little tic tac toe board, this will be easier than doing the the octagon. The top left corner is wealth and abundance okay this is your money area it's activated by the color purple the shape of free flowing lines and by the water element okay the next one um, over the center on the top is success that's the color red the fire element, and a triangle. To see this in play, imagine, you know, any kind of new construction when you walk into the great room, what's always on the far wall right in the center of fireplace. So they're feng shui and they probably don't even know they're feng shui. <laughs> on our top level, the far right corner, that's relationship. Now, this one is a little complicated. There's three colors. If you're in a legally binding relationship, and this is marriage or a business partnership, this is how it applies to the office or workplace, it's the color red. If you're single and looking, you use the color pink. This can also include friendships. And if you're single and looking not so much for a relationship, <laughs> you use the color peach. Also activated by the earth element and the shape of a square. 
on our middle line, the on the left, that is family. That's the wood element, the color green, and the shape of a rectangle. Center square is health and well-being, the color yellow or earth tones, the earth element, and the shape of a square. Center right is creativity and kids. This is an area to work on if you're an artist, any kind of creative endeavor, or if you're trying to have children. I just did a, I got interviewed for an article on feng shui and pregnancy, and this is the area you want to focus on. Activated by the color white, the shape of a circle, and the metal element. And then our lower level on the left, that's knowledge, and spirituality, the earth element, the shape of a square, and the color blue. Center on the bottom is the career life journeys area. Water element, so our free-flowing lines again, and then the color black. Think of when you walk into a Chinese restaurant. What do they usually have right in front? An aquarium or a fountain? Mm -hmm. Or a large office park? Or some of you know the larger homes, the McMansions? The fountain is in front. Again, that's another feng shui principle. Okay. And then the very last quadrant, the bottom right, that's helpful people and travel. Perfect place for a garage. <laughs> uh, that is, again, the metal element, the shape of a circle, and the color gray. Now, what you want to do is the bottom three, the knowledge, career, and helpful people, this is how you line, you line this up with your doorway. And this can be of your home, of a room, you can feng shui your desk, okay? So you can only ever walk in in knowledge, career, or life uh, helpful people, okay? So this is why relationships are always going to be to the far right, health, or uh, not health, um, wealth and abundance is always going to be the far left. So that's how then once you kind of get the bagua implant, implanted into your head, Mm -hmm. You know, then you can walk into the spaces and go, ah, okay, this is what I need here. This is what I need to do here. Well, thank you. That's very helpful. And yeah. so when you stand in the door, the yep. bot, like you said, the bottom row is going to be immediately facing you so that the relationship is the far right. Okay. Correct. Yeah, yep. That's very good. Yep. Uh, we want to yeah. invite our um, callers that are on the line. If you have any questions, please press 1, and uh, we'll recognize you by calling, uh, calling out your last four digits of your phone number. So if you'd like to ask our guest, Deanna, a question, please raise your hand, and uh, we invite our people in the chat room to do the same. Is everybody's so, well, we eyes talked about <laughs> a lot of things, and so... If there was only one thing that a person could do that would have the most impact, what would that one thing do? And I would would it be? And I think I know what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> if you were going to say clutter, you'd be correct. Yes. <laughs> it's the clutter. Yeah, I'm going to and my closet this weekend. <laughs> it, you know, and and it ties into spring. And, you know, new beginnings and new growth, you know, just, again, from the mental and physical aspect, when you're going through, you know, th those three questions and, you know, you wonder why, you know, you, you're hanging on to some of these things. And granted, some of it is they could be from a relative who's passed away, okay, some of it, you know, again, can be, well, you got it on sale. You got a great deal. I've got two stories on this. One was a friend who got this spectacularly beautiful cashmere sweater from her then boyfriend. 
and they break up. She keeps the sweater, but every time she wore the sweater and she would get a compliment on the sweater, you know, where did you get it? Oh, I got it from this no good, blah, blah, you know, reliving the entire thing. Yeah, and, you know, is it worth it to make yourself that sick and, you know, reliving this, no, you know, donate the sweater, get rid of it, and go get a new sweater. <laughs> You'll feel so much better. Okay, and then something that you can tell a story about that the energy feels good. Like, you know, yeah. you know, I could tell great stories about how I got a $200 sweater for 20 bucks, and I have wonderful energy about that, but then I have to think about, too, I mean, I love it, and I might use it, but do I really need it? So, like you said, it's the three questions. And for those of you who were not on the line when the three questions came up, we're dealing with clutter, and the three questions are whether or not you keep an item, do you love it, do you use it, do you need it? Well, I had this was a client who literally, she had taken the beginning clutter workshop three times Never said a word, never asked a question, nothing. Just can I thought, okay, she either doesn't get something or this clutter problem is just totally out of control. And after the third time she had taken the class, she had hired me to design their oldest son's bedroom, um, which is a whole other story. But when we, when I got to the house, uh, beautiful just beautiful. It was a home. It's like 3,200 square feet off one of the parkways outside of Milwaukee. It's just a spectacular home. And she said, maybe you can help me with some of this clutter stuff. Well, literally, this was a three-year project. They had two full storage units, very well-to-do family, very, you know. Um, they had three full dining room sets. A lot of it was from family members who had passed away. There was lots of antiques, and they just she well both of them just refused to get rid of anything because the kids may want it someday. Mm-hmm. And couldn't I make the three dining room sets work in the house? Okay, no and no. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like the three patios I have, the three um, table sets I have in my yard. <laughs> but yes, you know no. If you use it and if you entertain and you're you're getting joy out of it, that's another story than keeping these dining room sets in storage units that you haven't seen in years that you're paying a ton of money on just in case one of your kids may want it. Then you're not enjoying it. You know, you're not using it. Otherwise, you'd have it in the house. Right, right. It, it that makes sense now? It does. Uh, we'd like to ask you to take some time to um, share with us information about your company. Uh, I understand that you have authored two books and to tell us about your books and some upcoming activities that you have. Sure. The The company is Bonte Design, and we've, at, we've actually got three divisions, which is the design where we, we take on clients, and we do everything from hourly consulting work of space planning, feng shui, or color consulting. I've got clients from Alaska to Florida. We make use of Skype. We can do video, snail mail, email, whatever. We have a lot of fun. Um, The workshops, uh, we've got a media division which handles, we're starting to put some of the workshops on DVD, which hopefully this year will, it's on my to-do list (laughs) of this year. Um, and then also the radio show that I do called Casa Verde, which is on healthy home design. And then the products division, 3E products, which is eco-friendly household cleaners, environment sprays. And we do feng shui chocolate tape stains, which are a blast. <laughs> that, that sounds interesting. Well, what what I've done is is I've taken each nine each of the nine life areas, something else, that is included in there is the scent of well the sense of taste and smell. So you can also utilize aromatherapy to activate these life areas, which are what the environment sprays were created about. But then you can also take it further with the sense of taste. 
So you can literally create feng shui meals, you know, by activating certain tastes and colors for, you know, say a, a celebration dinner, uh, for a new house, for a kid's birthday, for a romantic evening, you know, with your honey. It's, it's, it's so much fun. But then we took it with the chocolates. Uh, I work with the chocolatier in New York, and we've got champagne and ginger and orange chocolates. They're fabulous. That's it's a good girls' sure. night kind of thing. Oh, yeah, you get some wine, you get some champagne, That's and you right. got your chocolates, and it's a good time. <laughs> we have a caller on the line with their hand Great. up uh, for a question. Caller 5386, you are on the air. Please introduce yourself. Uh, yeah, good evening. This is uh, Zita, and I'm actually calling from Macon, Georgia, and I have been really enjoying the show, and I wanted to tell the host, and I'm sorry I didn't get her name, that you are a joy to listen to, and I have learned, I have, I'm using little small posters, and I think i got 10 pages written on so far. I'm really enjoying the show. One of the things that when I first clicked in, you were uh, talking about two, so I wanted you to elaborate on um, the powers of two. And also, I- I'm married, and I have a I live in a house with, you know, my kids, three kids, and my husband. And I really, I, I try to do my best with the clutter, but my husband is so he he does not like to throw anything away. And you know, I'm, the bedroom is good. He, you know, we've been able to stay in his bedroom and not include anything else in the bedroom, but every other set, you know, he can put something, he tries. So how do I balance that without, you know, making him feel or the kids feel like, you know, this is only my house and only, you know, you understand what I'm saying? So help me with that. I do. No, you, you've got everybody has to be on board. And the best thing with husbands is affecting the money and abundance. So start talking that. Okay. <laughs> that yes. That'll work. I hear you. At the end of the day. So get with the program, huh, Diana? Uh-huh. And you can blame it on the crazy feng shui lady. That's fine. Okay. No problem. <laughs> and we play the show for him. Absolutely. Yep. You know, I have a question about um, the power of three. One of my neighbors did some designing landscape in my yard, and so we're in the lows, and I'm picking up everything in twos, two, twos, right, for balance. And he's like, so feng shui, you can also use threes. So he bought a lot of the plants in threes, and I didn't know the reasoning, and I still don't. Um, Deanna, do you know what's behind that? The power of well, as well. How how I went how I work and if you know whether I'm working on a, a landscape or we're setting up something in a house, the number three corresponds with the fire element. Okay, it's an action number. Okay, think of three three points on a triangle. Triangle represents fire. So if you're buying plants in threes, then look at the success area, okay, and you can do that there. Never use threes in the relationship area. Because and we know what a, that means. <laughs> yeah, that's a third person coming in between you and your honey. You don't want that. <laughs> okay, so you want to avoid it there. Um, where else could you use threes that it would be okay? In the knowledge area, that's fine. Beware of using threes in the family area since, uh, okay, this might be a little too um, like over people's heads, but in, in feng shui there's three cycles with the elements. There's the destructive, there's the productive, and the mitigating. And destructive is when one element destroys another. Okay, so three corresponds with fire, okay? Family corresponds with wood, okay? Fire burns wood. So mm-hmm. if you already have tumultuous, shall we say, <laughs> family relationships, you don't want to add fire okay, to the yeah. wood. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so you, so you can be careful with it. But, yeah, like in the success area, totally fine. 
um, and in the knowledge area, totally fine as well. Okay. Uh, Deanne, can you tell us about your books, Designing the Life of Your Dreams from the Inside, from the Outside In yep. and Feng Shui for Teens? Sure. The first one, Designing the Life of Your Dreams from the Outside In, it's, you know, I kind of came at it from the perspective, you know, a lot of people are doing all of this inner work, mm-hmm. but then they don't have supportive environments. You know, so again, we're talking about clutter, talking about feng shui, the laws of attraction, uh, creating a personal sanctuary. So it's to help create a supportive, healthy space for you to be able to move forward and become more proactive in your life. It's actually based off of one of my workshops called Top Ten Tips um, that I give. For you know, it's an easy to read book. You can kind of pick it up you know, and read whatever chapter kind of hits you. There's a big clutter chapter. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. (laughs) We talk feng shui, a little bit of laws of attraction, uh, what to look for in eco-friendly cleaners and paints and things like that. And then feng shui for teens is actually the teen version of that book. I have a whole division of workshops for the 12 to 17 year old set and we have a blast. An absolute blast. I could imagine. Now are they available via your website? Uh, Do you want to give us your website and how to get the books and your additional contact information? Oh sure. Books are available online, Amazon, Books A Million, Borders, also on the website. Uh, my website is www.bontidesign, all one word, .com, and it's links to everything from columns to portfolio pictures to workshops to the whole bit. There's a plethora of information on there. Wonderful. I'm looking forward to reading um, reading that, that particular one. Well, I'll tell the you, the Feng Shui you know, it's... The first one was my baby, obviously. You know, that's the first one. But I'll tell you, Feng Shui for Teens, it actually got nominated um, for an Editor's Choice Award. And, you know, so I'm very proud of it. (laughs) Congratulations to you. It's so imperative that we get our children involved at a young age. And, you know, the the importance of energy flow. It's just such a simple thing that changes your whole life. Exactly. And again, again, it's it's nothing crazy. It's common sense. It's just creating these supportive environments and, again, becoming more proactive. What do you want to bring into your life? What do you want to create? What kind of life do you want to live? Instead of sitting back and going, oh, I'm in a job I don't like, but whatever, I got cut off, you know, instead of being reactive. So take control, get out there, life is fun. (laughs) Yes, it is. Uh, Is there a contact phone number for you as well? Sure. The phone number is 414-403-8174 or by email, which is the easiest way. It's info at com. And either myself or my fabulous assistant, Lindsay, uh, will get back to you. It's great. Okay. And you're located in the Milwaukee area. So I hear you saying you you would do presentations and whatnot in other areas. Oh, do you yeah, also have yeah. or affiliates around the United States or internationally? Well, I right now am the one who's traveling and doing stuff. Um, I'm in the process of actually working on a home study course based off of the books. You know, so getting people, you know, that they can take it one step further. And then we also have showrooms that we're hopefully going to be opening up our first one before Christmas this year. It's very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Exciting. It is. Yeah. yeah. It's. This has been a dream of mine um, for about five years, and it looks like all the pieces are coming into place. So, yeah, there's just so many great things going on right now. It's I'm just very thankful. Yes, well, that's wonderful, and congratulations. Um, Thank you. At, at some point in the near future, we will um, certainly contact you 
in terms of working with us to make a, to set up a seminar at one of our upcoming conferences because we plan to move into that direction. So we would love to ha- have you come and share, you know, with our sisters in spirit uh, during one of our upcoming seminars and conferences. Oh, fun! I would love to be part. Can I just throw something out quick? If who's ever listening, if they purchase any of the products, the environment sprays, the household cleaners, um, I'll give them 25% off until, what is it, today is the 29th, until May 1st. So okay. if anyone wants to place an order for something and then just in the contact heard you, you know, on the radio and... I'd like to offer that out to your listeners. Wonderful. Would you give us your web address again so that they can go online to place that order? Sure. It's at www.bontidesign.com. And Bonti is spelled? B as in boy, A apple, and Nancy, T Tom, E Edward. Great. And I'm sure... Um, some of our listeners will take advantage of that. Thank you for that offer. Yeah, no, you know, no problem. I, I just, I get so excited about stuff, and I love when others are excited about it. And hey, why not? Well, we really <laughs> appreciate you sharing with us this evening. In part of our sisterhood, with those who belong to our organization, Sisters in Spirit, we offer a ten percent discount to other member businesses. So we share in that way as well. Great. And we'll wind down the show now. Uh, Sky, do you have a quote or a comment that you'd like to leave the listeners with today? Well, actually, I have two. Um, I have one dealing with our subject matter, and Deanne, you would you would be proud of me for choosing this one. <laughs> when you cleared all of your clutter, you can be of greater service to those around you. And this is yep. by Michael B. Kitson. Okay. Love it. Love it. The second one deals with, um, I just found this, and I think it sums up or kind of encompasses what we are about here at SIS. And this one is, I offer you peace. I offer you love. I offer you friendship. I see your beauty. I hear your need. I feel your feelings. My wisdom flows from the highest source. I salute that source in you. Let us work together for unity and love. And that comes from Mahatma Gandhi. Love it. Okay, Diana, do you, you want to leave us with a closing comment, a quote? Well, I just got a text from my assistant, Lindsay, who heard of my offer and wants me, wants me to tell you we are out of the <laughs> lavender and the grapefruit environment sprays. So I've got to take those off the table because we don't have any in stock, but we've got okay. stock of everything else. <laughs> and then I would like to leave with my favorite quote uh, by Henry Ford that said, whether you think you can or you can't, you are correct. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's excellent. Uh, I, I've got that on my desk at home. Yep. Yes. And I'm going to stick with what I said earlier, where your mind goes, your energy flows. So what yeah. you think about is what you get. What mm-hmm. you see out there, you project out into your environment, what you've created in your home, your workspace, your life in general. You know, that's a reflection of how your energy flows. Take a look at it and, and do something about it. Declutter. Right. You know, what, whatever that's- it takes, you'll reap the benefits back triple, hundredfold. Exactly, exactly. Well, thank you, Deanne, for joining us this evening and sharing with us. Uh, We have some valuable information, and we look forward to um, working with you in the future. Wasn't this fun? (laughs) I really had a good time. (laughs) Great, I'm glad. And we have uh, Blog Talk Radio shows every other week. We have a series of shows. We have um, the CIS Business show where we talk about entrepreneurship, et cetera, and then we talk about all of those topics that you love to hear about, relationships, uh, lifestyling, et cetera. So we 
have it out on the Blog Talk Radio website and on our Facebook page, www.facebook.com forward slash this dash in spirit. And we look forward to you joining the show. Thank you for joining today. And remember to inject harmony into your everyday living. Yay. Yes, thank you've been listening to Sister. Thank you and good night. Thank you, Diana. Thanks both of you. This was wonderful. Have a great night, everybody. Bye bye. Good night. Ha, ha, ha.